Day 17, and yes, day 17, our countdown continues. Um, I have so much to say here. It, it, first of all, when you compare the Biden today with the Biden we've been seeing for the last two weeks and such a dramatic rise in energy and, you know, it's it, that that in and of itself is weird, too. How many cups of coffee do you have, Joe? How much did they jack you up with caffeine before you went out there today? Uh, because you know what? You got to go out, Joe. You, what was he? Three and a half, three hours late. What was it supposed to be at one thirty today? So every day it's like, you know, longer and longer before Joe comes out. You go be tough, Joey. You got to be tough. Then yelling, lecturing, lying. And frankly, everything he said is delusional and not true. Calling this an extraordinary success. Is this what you, is this how you define success? Abandoning Americans behind enemy lines, the enemy lines of ter- of terrorists. You call that an extraordinary success with unparalleled results that it was the, the right move, the wise move, the best decision. You call it the right decision. Why is this decision? Really? This war is ended. It's over. It's ended. No, Joe, it doesn't end until every single solitary American caught behind enemy lines is brought to safety, Joe. You left them there, Joe. You left our Afghans uh, allies to die. And with the with the data left behind and the biometrics left behind and the drones and the helicopters and the planes and however many billions of dollars in munitions and and so on and so forth. This is what you call a success? Okay, um, if this is a success, you know, what other successes, you know, do you want to force on the American people? Rolling blackouts resulting in deaths in hospitals? Are you going to call your border a success? Your border policies? Uh, begging OPEC for oil, is that a success? Getting threatened by China, is that a success? Uh, Taiwan reunification, that a success? North Korea starting up their nuclear reactors, that a success? You know, giving Putin a pipeline waiver when, when, when you're taking away American jobs, is that a success, Joe? Inflation through the roof that you said was only going to be short term, Joe. Is that a success? Because if this is a extraordinary success with unparalleled, I do agree, unparalleled results, except it's a failure. He, he does. They, they, he's, I am so frustrated and angry over that, that, whatever you want to call it, that press conference full of lies. The biggest airlift and 120,000 people to safety. Later in the speech, he talks about 5,500 Americans. We got 5,500 Americans out. Well, you told us a week ago that we had anywhere between 10 and 15,000 Americans. You didn't know. You can't tell us how many Americans we do know from your generals. We left Americans behind. We left them behind enemy lines. There are no troops on the ground to help them. They have been abandoned by you, and you're calling that a success with unparalleled results, the right decision, the wise decision, the best decision. No, Joe, this is a disaster, an unmitigated disaster. You want to talk to the people now caught behind enemy lines 
You want to talk to the families that were apoplectic and livid that you met at Dover Air Force Base again, uh, Joe? Because if this is success, I don't know what, what, how do you define failure? How do you declare a war is over and ended when, in fact, Americans are still trapped behind enemy lines? We've got a lot of leverage. You, you don't have any leverage against the Taliban. And the idea, well, they're the sworn enemy of ISIS-K. ISIS is the sworn enemy of the Taliban. No, they're the ones that let him the hell out of jail, Joe. And the idea, when he started going into blaming Trump and then started going into, you know, for those that say that we could have, you know, done this in, in June or we could have done this in, 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 in May or June, why not? We actually controlled Kabul. As the and this lie that he said they already controlled fifty percent of the country. No, they did not. That's why we do our time lapse map every night on Hannity to show people this is just total BS. What he's saying, no nation has ever done this. No Americans don't leave fellow Americans behind enemy lines, Joe. No, they don't. You know, there there always was going to be a crush of crowds. Well, why did you give them Bagram Air Force Base? Because we had it, we owned it, we built it, we paid for it. Want to talk about the Trump deal? The Trump deal was not what you described because it was based, one, if the Taliban didn't abide by every dotted I and cross T and every comma and every period, he would obliterate them like he did Baghdadi and Associates and the Al-Qaeda leader in Yemen, like he did to Soleimani and like he did to the caliphate that you and Obama allowed to grow and grow and grow and never lifted a finger. Trump's plan was to obliterate them if they didn't abide by the agreement. So they guess what? We didn't lose an American in 18 months. Thank you, Donald J. Trump. Donald Trump's plan was based on conditions on the ground. Donald Trump's plan was in perpetuity that we would keep a Grom Air Force Base. The Taliban agreement, you know, I, I, I was my choice was to either keep the agreement that I inherited. Well, you didn't keep Donald Trump's plan to secure our borders. You didn't keep his plan to keep us energy independent. You didn't keep his peace through strength plan on anything. And when are you going to answer for the equipment, the, the, the Black Hawk helicopters and planes, 208 of them and the drones you left in the hands of the Taliban? When are you going to answer for how we're going to, what is the leverage we have? How do you anticipate getting these Americans out? Why didn't you leave? When you were on with George Stephanopoulos, you said we would stay until every American was out. You broke that promise too, Joe. So that was a lie that you told today. Trump would obliterate them. Conditions based on the ground would decide if we're going to pull out and when we're going to pull out. Keep a Grom Air Force Base and make sure that the Afghan army that you bragged so much about a few weeks ago, that it wouldn't collapse. It was collapsing in, in April and in May and in June. And when you had control of Kabul, you could have gotten not only every American out, but every Afghan ally out. And you could have gotten our equipment back or given it to the resistance in the north, at least do something like that. You know, Trump's plan was to leave or to, as it left me with two choices, leave or uh, escalate. No, 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 Joe. You, the choice was as the Taliban was on the march, you could have obliterated them in April, in May, in June and July. 
and you chose not to. You know, you're going to and then you're praising your secretary of state defense, your the chair of the Joint Chiefs. They should all be fired for this disaster. You're the only one that thinks this is a success, Joe, because 81, 84 percent of Americans think you don't leave Americans behind. And 71% of Americans think you don't leave our allies that partnered with us behind. You left them behind. You abandoned them. Unparalleled results. You've got to be kidding me. Join me in grateful prayer. Grateful for what? World humiliation? American weakness? You know, grateful prayer we're going to tell the people caught behind enemy lines but probably their only option at this point is prayer because you abandon them for those that say it should have started sooner well yeah you should have kept Bagram air force base according to the washington post apparently your buddies in the taliban that you trust so much even offered you to keep Kabul, and you turned them down i'd love for you to explain that one for me I take responsibility for this decision. Then you're responsible for all the Americans left behind enemy lines, all of our Afghan allies that'll die. You're responsible for the 13 uh, men and wi- uh, men and women killed last week, the 20 others that were injured last week. You're responsible for all of it. You take responsibility for that decision. You bet you own it. You did it. You abandoned them. You're the one, Joe. Nobody else did that for you. You did it all on your own. Why didn't you, before, you know, you, you asked at one point, what is our vital national interest? I can answer that. Ooh, 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 please let me answer. To save every American caught behind enemy lines, Joe. To save our allies of the last 20 years from what is certain death. Do you not even read a newspaper? ISIS-K, we're not done with you yet. Hey, Joe, I hate to tell you, they're not done with us yet. And yet they, if they get control of any American, the odds, I would argue, are probably very high. I hope and pray to God that I am wrong. But the odds are probably pretty high that ISIS-K, Al-Qaeda, other terrorist groups are going to take Americans hostage. Now, we know what ISIS is capable of. I've watched those online videos. I don't even want to describe them for people that might be listening with young children in their car. But if you think about the worst murder on social media that you might be able to conceive of, that's all possible now because we abandoned the troops and you led the way. You know, the assumptions were, were wrong. The sun, you know, we didn't know that they were going to fall. And what is this? Five, we got 5.5, 5,500 Americans out of there. Well, why did you tell us we had 10 or 15,000? Why can't you give us the number of Americans caught behind enemy lines? You said there was no deadline for getting Americans out, but yet you stuck to the artificial deadline. And it's artificial because we're the United States of America. And if every American is not out, we're going to stay as long as it damn well takes and get them all out. So they, that was your deadline. That wasn't, we, we need not really care what the Taliban's deadline is. Had you shown them any strength, willingness to use force back in April, May, June, and July, we never would have been in this situation. We could have safely evacuated 
every American, every Afghan ally. We could have safely taken our equipment back or destroyed it, which I think is a bad idea. We should have taken it back. Now we now we they have no leverage. You're telling us we have a hundred countries now that are going to join with us, and and we're gonna we're gonna tell the Taliban what to do. Sorry, Joe. I'll tell you, he's gonna have a lot more sway with the Taliban. That will be ISIS, Al Qaeda, and radical Islamic terrorists. They will have a lot more sway than your hundred countries. And don't think that China won't be helping them and Russia won't be helping them because they would do that too, Joe. I've never, ever, ever, you know, for those that say we should have started sooner. Yeah, you should have started when you had control of Kabul and the Taliban. You should have obliterated them when they only had 20 percent of the country, 40 percent of the country when they were on their march to Kabul. You could have stopped it then. You could have used that military might that you were bragging about today and you could have obliterated them. What is her vital national interest? Well, to save our fellow Americans caught behind terrorist enemy lines. There's our there's our vital national interest. The people you abandoned. You ever wonder why Biden doesn't do nighttime pressures like every other president? Why always the afternoon? Why is that? Interesting, isn't it? As a side note, we were ready when the army collapsed. This is an extraordinary success, unparalleled results, the right decision, the wise decision, the best decision. And I, I, 5.5, 5,500 Americans cut out. Well, you told us 10 to 15,000. Where are the rest of them? Because my sources are telling me your estimate and your administration's estimate are oh, 300, maybe 250 even. That's it. That's all the Americans we left behind. You still left Americans behind. But I don't believe your numbers. And neither of the people that I've talked to in the House and the Senate. Every one of my sources say it's total BS. And the worst part of it is nobody has an exact number. We have leverage against the Taliban. What leverage? What, that you're going to now pay ransom? How about the first bit of leverage is you get our military equipment back? Nobody seems to want to ask, why did you leave the military equipment? You're so, if this is your definition of extraordinary success, how do you leave Americans behind and say it's an extraordinary success with unparalleled results? How do you say that with a straight face? The crusher crowds would have happened under any circumstance. No, it could have been a very orderly process. You could have identified every American that was in Kabul and other parts of Afghanistan. And you could have systematically worked to get them while you had full control of not only the airport. So it's great to have control of the airport, but it's even more powerful to have control of the perimeter around the airport, which fell into the hands of the Taliban. The same Taliban that reports are were uh, shooting guns in the air, intimidating Americans, turning them away, taking their passports, the same people going door to door that are now looking to identify Afghan allies so they can murder them now that you're gone, which is going to happen too. Here's your unparalleled result. You're right, that's unparalleled results. No, it was the wrong decision. It was not the best decision, and it was not even a wise decision. And it was not by any definition a success 
when you leave Americans behind. ISIS is the sworn enemy of the Taliban. Then why did they release them from jail? Why did they release other terrorists from jail? And what are the odds that Americans now trapped behind enemy lines are going to fall into the hands of these brutal, radical terrorists? And what do you think the odds are that these Americans left behind, some of them are going to die, if not all of them? What are the odds of that? Why didn't you do it when you had the chance? Why didn't do, you do it when you had the control? I know it sounds strange, but they have a fighting season. Reason Donald Trump picked May because it wasn't in the in the fighting season. Donald Trump also said it was going to be conditions based. Conditions on the ground would dictate if they did it at the time. The, the, it was Donald Trump's plan was under the threat of they he'd obliterate them, and he would, and keeping Bagram Air Force Base open. We'll get some military experts next. All right, 25 till the top of the hour. Biden, we got the mean Biden. You go, you be tough, Joey. You go out there, you you yell at the American people. You lecture them, you know. And on top of it, he's just lying through his teeth and delusional on top of it. An extraordinary success. Unparalleled results, he said. Uh-huh. It was the, the right decision, the wise decision, the best decision. Uh, we were we were always going to face, you know, a crush of people, a crush of crowds. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have questions. When you had control of Kabul and the Taliban was not on the march, taking large geographical areas of Afghanistan, starting in March, then April, then May, then June, then July, why didn't you stop them then? Because that's what the Trump plan called for. Why did you wait till they took Kabul before you decided a uh, couple of days, Kabul falls? All right, I guess I'll have to go give a little speech on this. All right, write it up quick, and then I'll go right back to Camp David. As Tony Blinken was hanging out in the Hamptons with the rich and famous. Why didn't you do it with that? Why didn't you make any contingency plan to get out when we control Kabul? in a far more organized fashion that wouldn't leave Americans behind. How do you say the war is over, it's ended? No, it's not. It's not over until every American is home safely. The Americans you now left behind enemy lines. The Americans that you put at risk because you didn't have control of the perimeter around Kabul Airport or Karzai International Airport. Trump plan was to obliterate the Taliban if they ever went on the march, and they never did. Not a single American died over his last year as president. More than that. It was conditions on the ground based. He was keeping Bagram Air, Air Force base that we built. Why'd you leave the equipment, Joe? Is that a great? Are you going to say that is a great success, an extraordinary success? Maybe it's unparalleled in terms of the results. Was that the right decision, Joe? The wise decision, the best decision, was that is that how you define an extraordinary success? Arming our enemies? And why did you say well, we got 5,500 Americans out when last week you were telling us ten to 15,000 you, you thought were there? Where are the other people? How come you don't know the exact number of Americans now caught behind enemy lines that you abandoned? How is that possible? You take responsibility for the decision. You're responsible for every American that you 
abandoned behind enemy lines. I'll agree with that part of it. You know, we got Bin Laden 11 years ago. Yeah, we got Bin Laden not with your support. You were the one guy in the room that said no. Who was it? Robert Gates, former defense secretary. There's never been one person wrong on every single foreign policy decision over the over the last 40 years. You know, blames the, you know, you know praises the secretary of state, defense, joint chiefs. I'm not going to have a forever war. We're grateful for the those that lost their life. Uh, grateful. They didn't need to lose their lives. We didn't have the the Taliban releasing all these criminals that were in jail. We wouldn't have had the chaos at the airport. And for you to say with certainty, yeah, there would have been chaos under any condition. A crush of crowds under any condition is a lie. ISIS, the sworn enemy of the Taliban, they're both terrorists, Joe. Can we get rid of the lie that the Taliban is not a terrorist organization? Because that's a lie. And and we had a contingency. We were ready when, in fact, the Afghan army, you know, when they collapsed. No, you weren't ready because they were collapsing in April, May, June, July. And you didn't lift a finger to say, "Uh oh, they're collapsing. Let's get our people out now. Let's identify every American there now. Let's make sure we get all our Afghan allies out now. Let's get our military equipment out now. Could have done it then, Joe, in an orderly fashion. Didn't have to happen. Former Brigadier General Don Bolduck is with us. Served almost six years in Afghanistan. Special Ops Commander. Did 10 tours of duty in Afghanistan after 9-11. Received five bronze stars, two purple hearts. He retired in 2017. He's now running for the Senate in New Hampshire. By the way, 90... Retired generals and admirals are now calling for accountability in the military for this disaster of a withdrawal or surrender, depending on what term you prefer. Dozens of retired generals, admirals have called on the defense secretary, Lloyd Austin, chairman of the Joint Chiefs, Mark Milley, to step down, accusing them of negligence in connection with this disastrous troop withdrawal from Afghanistan. They claim membership in a group called the Flag Officers for America. They said that Millie Austin should have recommended against this dangerous withdrawal in the strongest possible terms. I am told by numerous sources that our intelligence agencies were warning, screaming, bloody murder not to do this. CIA pulled out of there six, seven weeks ago, as I've been telling you. Other groups were pulling their people out also. Because they said they were telling them almost daily, this is going to happen. Anyway, General, uh, former Brigadier General Don Bullduck. Well, is this an extraordinary success with unparalleled results and the right decision, wise decision, best decision? Is Do you agree with that assessment of the president? Because I don't. I do not, sir. I do not agree with it at all. A national disgrace. It was the right way to do this, and they picked the wrong way. Uh, and uh, there was no humility, no reflection, no honest assessment, zero assessment uh, in in his speech. He should have come clean with the Americans, uh, American people, uh, and then he should have said, "This is how we're going to fix it. Uh, we've clearly done this wrong." Uh, I still remain 
hopeful, uh, well, not even hopeful. I, it, it's just not too late to admit you make a mistake, take accountability for that, and move forward. You, heard, you, you um, Listen, he was told, you got to go out and look tough, Joey. Joey, you got to be tough today. Mm-hmm. And he started, yep. he was yelling, lecturing, lying, and delusional. So, I, so, so that's not going to happen. So we have Americans now behind enemy lines, General. Mm-hmm. Hey, I say we go get them. I say we go in there, we destroy the Taliban, we destroy ISIS and al-Qaeda. We've done it before. We take them out and we reestablish um, our dominance there. We send a message to the entire world that this will not stand. This is against our character. It's against our integrity, our values, and our principles, and we cannot tolerate this unfortunately we have lions being led by lambs and this will not happen nobody will stand up and throw their rank on the table and say this is what happened this is why it happened this was completely wrong we lost i believe in retrospect now looking back we lost 13 americans and uh wounded many others killed afghans for absolutely uh no reason uh, there was it was avoidable, and and those will argue with me, and and others will try and blame the political side. Well, I blame both sides: the military, the political, and the diplomatic. They were all wrong, sir. And it's now time to go in and assert our strength and make this right because it cannot stand, it, it, sir. And I say this with all due respect: I agree with you, but we both know that's not going to happen. We, we've now we've already abandoned our fellow Americans, behind enemy lines. They're now hostages of the whims of the Taliban, ISIS-K, and every other. Now the Islamic Emirates of Afghanistan will now be a safe haven, once again, for radical extremist, radical Islamic extremist groups to to build and plot and plan and scheme their next attack on our homeland. Isn't that the more likely outcome? That is the most that that is what's going to happen. And it's worse than that. It is our you know, I've been contacted by men and women that I served with serving in other places in the world who have been told by their counterparts they can't trust America. Right now, we exist in small teams in special ops, um, you know, with the permission of our partners and with the uh, with the um, idea that they're going to work with us and protect us as much as we're going to work with them now. The actions of our leaders in this country have put our entire military, wherever they're at on the ground, in danger, inside and outside of Afghanistan. We've weakened the region, uh, and we have opened the door for China and Russia to do whatever they want in, in Asia uh, and in Europe. Uh, and, and that, you know, the way you couch it is exactly what's going to happen, uh, but it has geopolitical worldwide uh, you know, uh, negative effects. It's, it's going to be bad all the way around. How do you not plan on removing or at least destroying all the military equipment we left behind drones and Black Hawk helicopters and aircraft and, and everything in between? Um, I, the, I, you know, the, who's going to fact check the fact checker? However many billions of dollars worth of equipment. We left it Mm -hmm. in the hands of the Taliban, and they're now parading around and putting out mocking videos of them wearing, using, holding, flying American gear. Exactly. Another insult to Americans, another insult that the the entire world is seeing. 
uh, and a, you know, a complete failure. You know, imagine if we hadn't changed, you know, using his words today, the big imagine thing, you know, imagine if we did not change our strategy in 2014. Hey, there wouldn't be a Taliban, Al-Qaeda, and ISIS, but we did. Imagine if we had kept a CT force, air support there, uh, to protect our Afghan partners uh, and secured the uh, appropriate air bases. We, we wouldn't be in this problem. Imagine if we planned a deliberate evacuation instead of a crisis evacuation based on poor strategy and uh, operational approach and tactics. Imagine if the, the Taliban, al-Qaeda, and ISIS were still, we were still able to target them and take them out. And if they did group up in bunches, they would die in bunches. Imagine if we kept faith with our allies. Imagine if we kept faith with our American citizens and said, we're not leaving until everybody is out. We left our dogs behind. We, we had to rely on a, on a, um, on a volunteer organization to, to take our military dogs out. Uh, that's, a, that's a disgrace in and of itself. And finally, imagine if our military leaders, recognizing that this was a strategic, operational, and tactical disaster, stood up and said, no, not hell no, we're not putting our people in this kind of position. We've got to have the right resources. We're going to do this the right way. And hell no, we're not going to let the Taliban, al-Qaeda, and ISIS take that country over. Not going to happen. That's what should have been done. That was not done, and we're here. And unfortunately, the scenario, sir, that you articulated is exactly what's going to happen, and it's going to be affecting the entire world. Well, it's, we already see it affecting the entire world. We see how we've emboldened our enemies. We see that you know China is now talking about reunification uh, with Taiwan. Uh, they're lecturing us that we can't even land aircraft in Taiwan without their permission. They're lecturing American mm-hmm. uh, Tony Blinken in Anchorage, Alaska. Of of all things, the country that brought us COVID, the world COVID, uh, on human rights, uh, when genocide is taking place this very day within China. Uh, then we're given waivers for Putin to build this pipeline while we're firing Americans working on the Keystone XL pipeline. You know, Joe Biden says, oh, I inherited. Well, he also inherited secure borders and he ruined that. He also inherited energy independence and he ruined that. He also inherited mm-hmm. a growing economy and he ruined that, too. Um, so I don't really think that, you know, Joe Biden has much of, of anything to, st- ele- you know, any leg to stand on here. And the worst part is, is he even told George Stephanopoulos, what, two weeks ago, maybe less than two weeks ago. That, that we wouldn't leave a single American behind. That's not the America that I know, General. That is not the America that I know. It's not the America I know either, sir, and it's not consistent with the service members and, you know, in, in their creed uh, either. Uh, it's happened at the highest levels, and unfortunately it affected us all. But this was a long time in coming uh, in, in terms of exposing uh, these bad leaders. And... You know, I believe in God, and I believe God has shown a light now on the leadership in the American government, political, diplomatic, and military. And it's up to us to do something about it, and we've got to change what goes on. We have to get the right people in office. We have to stop supporting career politicians and legacy name politicians and all these guys that go down there that have no experience, that won't stand up. You know, we've had a few people in Congress standing up, but the entire Congress should have gone into special session immediately and said enough is enough. Uh, and, but they didn't because they, they don't care. They're just letting the guy do whatever he wants, and he's not competent to do it. And the people around him 
aren't competent enough or not don't have enough cojones to stand up and tell them you're wrong and we can't do this and we're not going to do it. I mean, it's it's there was a lot of ways out of this and they took none except to take a knee and face out. And we had a Lieutenant Colonel Scheller come up and say the right thing. But, you know, look what happened to him. Right. Uh, they fire him. They should never have done that. So the leadership in this country, however it's been made and however it got to this point, we need a different design. We need a diff- different ideas and we need different people. And until we do that, forget about it. You know, blame Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. He had the economy going right. He had the safety and security of Americans He going would have right. obliterated Nobody them would. the first time they moved. I mean, it wouldn't have yeah. been a tough decision. Uh, General, no, we have to right. let you go, but I, I I appreciate you being with us. Former Brigadier General Dom uh, Bolduck is with us. Sir, it's always an honor. Thank you for being with us. All right, when we come back, Colonel Oliver North will get his take on this uh, disaster uh, speech of Biden, what he's defining as an extraordinary success. Oh, okay. Uh, and we'll get your calls next hour, 800-941-SEAN, our number. Uh, yeah, this will all be covered on Hannity tonight, if I can somehow contain my anger. All right, when we come back, Colonel Oliver North reacts to Joe Biden proclaiming what an extraordinary success uh, his uh, efforts in Afghanistan have been, unparalleled results, leaving Americans behind enemy line, the right decision, wise decision, best decision. We were ready for anything that happened. And he wasn't ready for anything. If this is how you define something as an extraordinary success how do you define failure because this is a failure 